Welcome to Graging Acefully, a podcast of transcontinental sister friends discussing the art of graging acefully. I'm Amanda Topping. And I'm Kate Stroud. Hey, Kate. Um, How are you? I'm good. How are you? It's funny. I just called you Amanda. And just so everybody knows, I actually call Amanda Mandy, uh, one of the few people with that privilege. So when I call her Mandy, it's just the sister friend privilege, I guess, that I have. Um, But I'm doing well on this beautiful Saturday. I'm really excited to see your face and be here and be able to chat. Thank you. Um, And so I don't sound like a, so I don't sound like a power hungry uh, weirdo. Um, I don't dictate who can and cannot call me Mandy. People just kind of figure it out on their own and I roll with it. I only take offense if people assume right out the gate when I say, hi, my name's Amanda. And they say, hey, Mandy, what's happening? And I'm like, you aren't in the Mandy club just yet. Um, don't get presumptuous. Anyway. I like to think um, that I am special with only that privilege. So other people can, but I, I just hold mine as a special trophy. I mean, you've met my mom, right? She calls me Mandy. <laughs> I revoked her. I just her. ignore it. <laughs> I just All right, you're it. special. Okay, so um, Graging Acefully, if y'all can't tell, is a play on the words. Uh, Mm -hmm. What is it? Aging Gracefully. Um, Kate, do you want to explain how you feel about Graging Acefully and what that means to you? Yeah, um, I loved it. I don't even know how we came up with this term. I think you coined it for sure. I remember you being very excited. once you decided to embark in this project with me and it was one of the things you came at me with and I loved it out of the block because it seemed really fitting of aging gracefully. Um, Gosh, I could take so many angles on it of being like, oh yeah, whatever. (laughs) Because, uh, and then just be like, oh yeah, like what is the definition of grace? And, um, you know, because grace is, you know, I think of grace as like, beautiful and floaty when grace sometimes is just messy and murky and like a long stumble, a long stumble that you just don't quite fall and you stay up and just keep on going. So um, graging acefully, you know, you and I have known each other for 23 years and have been through a lot together and spent years sitting at your kitchen table over cups of coffee, just talking about life and you know, we were birth workers, so we talked about birth and life and people and interactions. And as we've gotten older and you have, your eldest is married now. When I met you, she was in your belly at Agnes's first birthday party. Agnes, Agnes was is my dog. Basset hound. <laughs> um, that's when I met Amanda, Mandy. Uh, and so you know, and I officiated Sarah's wedding, which brings me to tears thinking about, and, um, my son, I know, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's my mama sigh. Yeah. (laughs) I'm happy she's married. I love the man that she's married to, but like, when I think about how special you officiating their wedding is like, ah, look away, look away. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm starting to get, um, And, you know, my son just moved back to Detroit to finish his schooling and Ella's off to Egypt and Italy and Greece in 22 days. 
And so I'm empty nesting. And um, as we'll probably talk about as we unfold this podcast and our stories, because um, this podcast is about us and our lives, but also just observations about humanity and observations of getting old and observations of being a parent and observations of um, really just the human experience. So, you know, I'm post-menopause with a full hysterectomy back in um, January, 2020, where kit and caboodle, all gone. Um, you know, I've Get gone your through- shit and go. Get your <laughs> shit and go. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to ask any questions. We're just going to toss you into menopause. Um, you know, I've had cancer twice. I've been through two divorces that Amanda has seen me through. So um, that's why I kind of chuckle at aging gracefully. Because <laughs> right, it's a mess. It's a mess. My lap just freaked out my dog. I'm sorry. Doctor, you're okay. Doctor's my, um, he's a chihuahua, but he looks like a terrier mix. He actually looks like Odie. He's got a little soft spot, but he's like, Wait, he's do you know that he's bad. a chihuahua? Did you do one of those? Yeah, we got, yeah. DNA, you're the, you're the, yeah. Well, when we had Molly, I was tired of people. Molly was another dog of mine that now lives with my family, uh, the Brits, out on eight acres. She was a bit reactive living in town. And I was tired of everybody calling her a pit bull. So um, I was like, get the dog. I felt like if you got one tested, you needed to get the other one tested. It's kind of like having two kids. Okay, like, real quick tangent. Do you do like yeah. a, a a cheek swab? How do they do that with dogs? I think it was a cheek swab. I think it was like a just stick a thing in their mouth and... He was part Chihuahua and part um, like some sort of shipping ratting dog. So <laughs> shipping um, ratting dog. Doctor's like, you're lucky. You're lucky. I'm too yeah. tired to confront you right Basically. now. <laughs> I'm too anxious right now about the beeping fire alarm to be angry at you right now. Um, Folks, this is your reminder uh, at the start of a new season as we enter autumn. Time to change your... Uh, your batteries. Time to change your batteries. batteries. Season two. If your animals are acting a little. Have you changed your, you know, battery in your fire detector so your dog doesn't go through total, you know, anxiety? Um, Right. We're here to help you. Public service announcements. We are here for you. So yeah, um, you know, and, and you've had a lot happen that, you know, however that unfolds in this storytelling. Um, but it's also you know, there's a lot about getting old and, and aging that um, I didn't hear a lot of elders talk about, you know, um, and I guess wanting to just blow the top off of aging a bit and not from a data perspective um, and not from a research perspective, but just from a lived experience perspective of, um, you know, I am going to just, you know, comment here. I, 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 during my second divorce, I listened to the, um, we can do hard things podcast with, um, Glennon Doyle and Ambi Wabach. And it was like a touchstone for me for a long time when my world was unraveling quickly and falling apart, um, in an avalanche and it was a touchstone. And one thing I loved about them was, you know, I, I think Glennon would just say, she's like, this is not based on data. This is just us talking. And I really, really loved that perspective of, um, of just being humans talking. And so Graging Acefully to me is taking the collection of experiences that, you know, as I'm in, as we are in our late forties, I think you're, you're um, cusping on 50 soon. 
Mm. <laughs> I was I like, remember. how good of a friend are you? Um, no, I'll be 49 in a couple you weeks. Know, I, I, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I don't think she's 50 this year. I think it's, I think it's next year. Cause it's it went, it went year. me, it went me and then Don and then you and then Greg. And that's, that's how right. I always remembered the ages. Um, and just for the note, Don was my ex-husband from my first marriage. So, um, we should have like in the, in the show notes, we should have like a little map of who are the people in Kate's life <laughs> that she's going to be referencing. <laughs> little, oh, a little, uh, L word map with an yeah. X. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't L word that hard. Um, and so, yeah. And, and, and one of the things, I don't know how far Mandy's going to edit this, but like, this is Kate answer your question. <laughs> like meandering on for a really long time. Okay. I interrupted a few times. That's all uh, good. But yeah, so me graging acefully. I love also how graging has like raging in it. Um, that is one thing I've loved about this. And acefully, it's just kind of like you're acing it. So yes. the play on words here seems so fitting because um, I can think it was even last. No, it was this weekend. I was, I was, I was chatting probably to myself. And um, and I was I was thinking about an experience I had in the last couple of days at a work retreat and I kind of had a life lesson tossed at me and a reflection of something I wanted to work on that I needed to work on. And it came to, I was talking to Sam, my son, and I, I, it came to me and I was like, oh crap, a growing experience. Um. <laughs> like shit. Um, because I know it's sitting in front of me and then I know the work I have to do to become comfortable with it. And it's kind of like, oh, I was blind. And then a veil came down. I saw something. Now I have to deal with it. And I know I have to go through that dealing with it to get to the good spot. And I, I've done this enough times now that I, I know the good spot exists. So when I have those moments of like, like shame or embarrassment or like, oh crap, I need to work on that. I don't get so caught up in the shame cycle. Like I did when I was younger and like fall down a vortex um, but I sit with it and I say, okay, I'm going to tackle this. What do I need to learn? Where do I need to go? And then how do I get through it? And sometimes those arcs take much longer and some are shorter. Um, and I've got, I'm, I've got a fruit fly flying around me. Kate's looking at me over zoom, like, and I'm waving. So and like, just waved in the video. And I was just like, I'm like, are you wanting me to stop talking? I don't know. There's <laughs> like, a fruit fly. Just a fruit fly. Okay. <laughs> Um, I so got I a really sweet do, face. Okay, you do have Sorry. a sweet face. So I do love that uh, raging is in the word graging um, because I do feel I might get a little teary. I do feel like there were some major parts, especially in the last year, of me kind of uncovering and coming into myself that um, I was not aging gracefully. I was raging, hmm. and raging through the changes I need to make to get through it and understanding in my wisdom and my age that, you know, how to do that, which I didn't know how to do that for a long time, you know, especially with kids and chaos and jobs. And I do have this. And a lack of role models. We'll talk about and that. And a lack a of role day. models. <laughs> yeah. And a lack of role models of, you know, and that's kind of, you know, when you and I talked about doing this podcast, um, 
the biggest thing I said to you is like, it doesn't matter if no one's listening. Someday my kid's going to listen to this. And it's therapeutic for both of us. Right. As I'm sitting here, like I stopped talking because I'm like getting all teary because you and I have talked therapeutically for years. And, um, and, and I do love that you and I have been through spots. Um, we were just talking about how moving can be stressful. And Don brought up to Sam how you, you and I had a falling out um, at one point when I moved out and we didn't talk for a long time. And having those friends that you've been through those moments of like, yeah, I don't know if this friendship's going to live. Um, you know, I know years later, you and I got into it again about something. And I remember you saying like, it feels like I'm getting divorced. And, you know, we were in a rough spot and we made it through it. And I think that's the beauty of the longer you live, you have these opportunities in friendships or relationships or just with strangers even to understand being human together and growing older and and I just so appreciate you in my life over 23 years and you know I have some friends who are younger and like figuring shit out and I'm just like man if you just like I think it just gets better like it's hard it's hard but once you realize how to get through those hard spots and take the growth from it, man, it's fucking rewarding. For sure. And I would say that like, hmm, like you were talking about having this, you know, the lifting of the veil just recently um, and saying to yourself, like, fuck, you'd like, you identified it as like that, that I have to grow through that. I have to look at that. And I think you know, in our relationships, whether they are romantic or friendships, you know, like Greg would always say to me, you know, when I would experience hardships in my friendships or even within my own marriage with him, he'd say, hey, real books rock, you know, like if, if you're not like everything worthwhile is worth the effort of growing through it. The option is to maybe dissociate and, you know, binge watch a bunch of bullshit TV or dissociate and, you know, smoke a bunch of weed and have a bottle of wine and not grow through, you know, the things that are worthwhile in your life, knowing that even if you do the growing, the outcome may not be what you hoped it would be. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that to me is the acefully part. (laughs) The graging is the rage that could come from that. Um, You know, those efforts uh, and particularly, yes, growing older in a culture that denies many of us, you know, the right to do so without question, you know, the, the, the kind of toxic beauty standards of the day and and whatnot um i don't know i don't have any gray hair yet do you have gray hair i'm thinking of gray and gray oh yeah every time i get my hair cut it like peppers down and then people will point out they're like oh this patch is like really filling out i was like it all seems to be in the back there's a little in the front i really love it um it'll be really interesting because i'm watching because like yeah i went to a hard stop of all my hormones and i don't do hormone replacement because of my cancer history. Um, 
And so it's like, I think I've sent, I've sent you pictures of my knees in down dog. <laughs> like, look yes. at all the skin. And like, I'm seeing it in um, the, the folds of your uh, elbows. The, fold, the folds of my elbows. And I'm starting to see my face. And, you know, I take my salve and I'm like greasing myself down. I'm like, stay hydrated. Come on. <laughs> it's a collagen it's shit show. It's not- <laughs> yeah, I'm taking my collagen powder every day from your super. I do love your super as a brand of nutritional powders. Not a sponsor. Um, <laughs> not a sponsor, not a sponsor, but hey, we're open. Um, but I I made a note when you were talking about, you know, in my most recent divorce, which I, I was it took me a while to get to the point where I was like, oh, I have to de- delineate, like differentiate which divorce I'm speaking of. When You're I like speak- Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> I am. I'm like, so I'm you've not been married eight times. It's very, very different. Um in nineteen fifty-two, but- I married Eddie. <laughs> It was an embryo. Uh, <laughs> so in this last one being, you know, 47 years old, being single, of which um, I just want to throw out there, this past year is the that longest. That you're single? The, 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 that I've been single. <laughs> this is the longest I've been single since I believe I was 21 or 22. Ooh. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. And, you know, I've gone out on it like, like, I mean, nothing. Like, um, I've chatted with some folks. I've gone, like, I haven't kissed anybody, nothing. I just kind of like me doing it. Um, I will say I have chatted with some folks and explored some avenues and, you know, but there was a point that I would just get really super pouty pants about doing life alone because I'm at a point where I will something shift. I don't know if it's like post-cancer. I don't know if it's post-menopause. I don't know if it's empty nesting because all of that should happen at the same time. Um, but I, I, I'm, there's no fucking way I'm ever going to compromise myself again. Um, or just be like, well, I see hope and potential or, um, you know, I, I just have been through too much shit to even, I mean, I've, I've chatted with a couple of folks and I've just been like, look, the next person to partner up with me is going to go through a really extensive vetting system, including other people, because I don't always have the best radar on, especially if I'm smitten, mm-hmm. I will overlook red flags. Um, I've come up with a lot of things that, um, I've talked to your kid about. I've gotten some ideas from your kid. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like making a list of what are things that are very important to me and like things that I do and readdress it every six months of like, you know, um, who am I? So when you partner up, you don't lose yourself. But I was really upset about like, gosh, am I really okay with just doing life solo if I don't find anybody? And I got really sad because it's a full moon. So I'm probably going to cry at some point in this. Um, And my dad said to me at one point, he's like, Kate, ever since you were little, you've wanted to have a buddy. You've wanted to be partnered. And I am more of like a really good one-on-one person. Um, I do crowds well, but usually from a place of like, I'm hosting a big party or I'm teaching a class or, um, but I really love one-on-one. I I don't, I'm not partnered with someone right now, but I live in a, a, a place where there's an apartment up. There's two apartments in the building I live in and my friend moved upstairs. So we have a weird partnership happening that has um, really been lovely and filled a couple of blanks, but, um, and, and to be I clear, think not I, a romantic partnership, not a romantic partner, not a romantic partner at all. Um, although we were kind of playing around with, you know, not playing around with that idea, but playing around with like kind of 
teasing people with joking about that. Um, but we are not, you know, we're just friends. And, um, but I remember sitting at a spot and just being really in a puddle of my own poopiness and just sadness of like, man, if I'm just going to go through life, just me, yeah, it wasn't what I was hoping for, but, um, and then I realized, um, I do have partners in life and you're one of them. And, um, like when I think about, can you edit out like the, the choked upness in my voice? <laughs> I'll do my best. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm new at this. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. If I show real emotion, um, so right. like, vulnerability. Know, vulnerability is huge. Um, when I went through, um, cancer, especially the first time, cause that was, you know, I mean, they were both scary, but, um, you know, the first time and going through chemo, um, and just feeling like hell, um, and having my kids and thinking about like, okay, if this is the end, am I okay? And, you know, you, you kind of take stock of life and you kind of take stock of things and, and thinking about like, okay, if I were to, you know, I was trying to play, I was like, I had major FOMO about my own funeral. And I was like, I wish I could just be at my own funeral. So if like, I get really bad, like, can we have a funeral before I die? So you guys can say stuff and I can hear it. <laughs> and, I um, think we should do that for each other. Uh, right? Like yeah. that whole idea of like, bring people flowers before they're dead, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Tell people what they fucking mean to you. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, you know, when thinking about, you know, take you know you're just taking stock and who I'd want there like you're in that crowd of people because you are a partner for me in life like I think I talked to you about parenting more than I did my ex-husband which you know I mean we just didn't communicate very well and you were that person um and you've you've been that person that you've held me when I've crumpled in your arms just devastated and you know we've held space for each other. So I had to check myself of like, oh yeah, I don't have a romantic, I don't have a romantic partnership the rest of my life, but I do have those close people, you know? And I think uh, we put so much weight on these romantic pairings that, you know, we miss the familial family, as we call it. Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, that's why I started just really you're the sister friend because it's been proven. I mean, because before you left, you were busy a lot. We didn't talk a whole bunch. We actually talk more now that you're overseas. Um, and that just spoke volumes to it of, yeah, not even an ocean can separate this. And that's, that's where um, it sucks that you're over there. Um, cause there's so many times I've just wanted to like sit on your kitchen floor and watch you cook and do laundry, um, and talk about whatever and nothing, um, or usually bounce off some really strange idea. And then you present an angle that I didn't see or an observation, um, because I trust you. And that's, I think part of these relationships and partnerships is that, um, I trust you with everything, you know? And there are times that I haven't told you about things that have been going on and it wasn't 
um, necessarily from wanting to hide things from you, but it was like, oh, I know if I tell Mandy that it's got to get real. Mm. And I did end up telling you things, but it just took me a little bit longer because I'm like, okay, I know when I tell Amanda, like I'm going to have to, you know, face some. Own things. it or confront own, something. I have to own it because yeah, you'll hold me, you'll hold me to the fire. Um, and I appreciate that. And that was an interesting example also of um, if I can't tell you something, that's a red flag. Hmm. So interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's me being avoidant. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, again, you were talking about identifying the thing and choosing to either confront it, grow through it, or, you know, yeah. you I go back could. to Gilmore Girls and watch that bullshit mm-hmm. again, you know. Um <laughs> I, love and I, think, I think that uh I think that that is a good approach to take in life whether you're partnered or not but especially if you're partnered or um is remembering that your partner cannot possibly fulfill all your needs either because mm-hmm. they don't have right the characteristics to meet you where you're at on every level um you know, it's just not possible. One person, also, it's not their responsibility to fulfill you, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to make yourself happy first, and then hopefully together you build each other up. If people are getting kind of broken down, torn down, then it's just not working. And that's true for romantic relationships, for friendships, whatever, work relationships, like, and that's, you know, what we've got. And so the trick I think as we get older is not to have this magical thinking of like, well, if I do X, Y, and Z, my magical thinking, my magical, you know, I'll make a pot of coffee and they like that. I know, you know, like this weird pat me on the head chip, um, which I hope to talk about later because I know it's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's been a, a growing uh, thing for both of us, this kind of weird people pleasing stuff, but yeah, to, I, I, I don't know, you know, like, obviously like I swear a lot sorry if you have sensitive ears and you know also kind of also for my people pleasing tendencies I also tend not to suffer fools you know I don't want artifice in my relationships and and you've always shown up true and honest and you know with a lot of hilarity which is like super important to me in my relationships like if you can't make me laugh then like, oh, I'm sorry, but this isn't going to work. You know, it's not me. It's you. You're not funny. Go away. (laughs) But, (laughs) but yeah, it's that it's like real boats rock. Real relationships will go through the fire again and again. But at the end of the day, if you know, like, you know what, this person does have my back and you do, and you have, and I appreciate that. There's something so valuable about being able to, even if you've not spoken in six months where you can just pick up the phone and you know, my, you know, my history, you know, my timeline. And I can be like, you know, you know, this, well, this happened to that. And, you know, you can hold space for it. You know, it's kind of, it's, it's a really splendid, wonderful thing that I do not take for granted, you know, that I really hold most, most dear and valuable. And I feel uh, you know, I guess to some degree, uh, I kind of understand a little bit, don't come at me anybody, but I understand a little bit like 
polyamory for that mm-hmm. way, right? That people have multiple, you know, or more than one, sometimes two, mm-hmm. sometimes more romantic relationships. But I, because like they have different needs that one person can't fulfill. And um, that makes sense because one person mm-hmm. couldn't possibly fulfill all your stuff, right? So, um, and for me, I'm not seeking more romantically or sexually. I'm, I'm solid in my marriage and in my, you know, but I've always known for a long time that like, you know, there are depths of emotions and things that I need to talk out ad nauseum that my husband's just like, you have people who can hold better space for you than I can, you know, cause I don't get it. Or like, I don't think that way, you know, I am not pro- programmed that way, wired that way, whatever. And I in turn really appreciate that honesty from him. He can be like, I think you should call Kate and talk about this. Or I think, you know, why don't you call your sister and, you know, talk about this because they're going to handle it better than me. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Thank you. You know? Um, and so, yeah, I don't know how I got up in that tangent. I suppose just respecting relationships and, and seeing them for what they are. And when you get to those hardships of not necessarily burning the bridge, but having a good hard look at if is it worth salvaging and what do you need to own to fix it? You know, it's, it's yeah. It's and, you know, and thinking about, I mean, there have been times in our relationship that I've been like, you know, my little self-protective inner child has been like, nope, we're done. We're done. Mm-hmm. And, and that was just me being young and um, not understanding or knowing, or like we talked about having role models for um, the long arc of, of like the Yaya sisterhood kind of thing of like, mm-hmm. yeah, we've been through the shit fire. And I also swear a lot. So sensitive ears sorry, but not, um, this is who I am authentically. I feel more comfortable when I swear. Uh, I also swear when I'm socially anxious. So that's always a funny thing that my kids notice. Um, but it, I, I like, especially as women aging, that's loaded. Um, (laughs) And some people, we all handle it differently. I'm finding as I'm aging, I, my give fucks are falling aside Mm. and, um, I'm being my authentic quirky self more, which, you know, as we mentioned earlier, flares up my post-social anxiety. And so that's where I deal with my feelings and have the growth opportunities. Um, and you know, you know, cause we both talked about being a people pleaser and, um, you know, I've definitely had the reputation of being a peacemaker. Um, so it, I'm so thankful for the years and I wish I could go back and be like, just infuse my little younger brain with all of this. And I'm like, I wouldn't have understood it. Yeah. I wouldn't have gotten it. And it's kind of like trying to talk about birth to people who haven't given birth through their body yet to a human, like trying to express what that that physical, emotional, existential experience is like, is like speaking to someone in a foreign language of like, it's yeah. just, it's hard to understand. Um, and so, but at least 
I think what our goal is with this is to at least create a platform that as people start experiencing things and having epiphanies of their own and kind of going through phases, there's a, there's, you know, a little, you know, like Mary Poppins bag that you can grab and I'm like, oh, I remember like Kate and Amanda talked about this or that there is, that I'm not alone or I'm like, oh, I can, but like this makes sense or whatever. Um, But yeah, I mean, I've been so thankful for you just to be a sounding board of just my brain dumping sometimes because, you know, I am really honest and authentic and sometimes a little bit too much. And I do need to verbally process and you hold space for me beautifully and I appreciate it. Um, And you challenge me. Um, And, you know, polyamory, you know, as in a sexual or romantic sense, you know, to me is an orientation, just like being queer or being lesbian or being, Mm -hmm. you know, straight or whatever. It's, it's, it's an orientation. I personally am not, I'm not wired that way. Um, one of my closest friends, you know, is wired that way. And we talk about it and I hold space and, um, but you know, as far as like, why should that stop at this level, you know, of, intimacy so I thank Greg for that awareness and comfort to say like hey like you need somebody else for this um but I feel like there was something I wanted to tend you know note on that you commented but it's gone so I guess I didn't need it and that happens yeah it does it does happen but um so yeah graging acefully this is where we're at. So I guess we might also want to tend to the transcontinental part um, mm. because you and I um, are on different continents. <laughs> on each other for 23 years, but we are now on different continents. Um, I am in Ypsilanti, Michigan, um, where I met Amanda just actually down the street and one block over from where I met Amanda and where I lived above Amanda for a while in their house with my husband when the year my son was born. And where are you, Amanda? I'm in Northwest England in a little town between Liverpool and Manchester. Um, Yeah. And it's good. And we are trying, and I've been here since uh, August, August. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm yeah, I left on Ella's birthday. So yeah, essentially, and then I had to sit in the house for two weeks. So we'll say because I had to quarantine. Um, so I'll say since August 2020. Um, and uh doing that in the middle of a global pandemic, mm-hmm. um while going through perimenopause, still in perimenopause, uh, we will have a future conversation about all these fucking symptoms that I didn't know. Spoiler alert, it's usually more than hot flashes, which I've had less than five of, um, but a whole lot of other symptoms. So um, I hope to discuss these things um, again. Uh, experiential storytelling helps others yes. feel less less alone. And that is my intentions. Um, but yeah, so, so going through all of that. And you global, did it with three kids in tone. I did. I did. Um, and, three kids and, in tone, and my husband was already gone and I had to prep and sell a house alone. Um, and I left my career and I still really don't have another one. And I'm trying to figure my life out at 
almost 49 years old. Womp, womp. Womp, so womp, if you're womp. like, man, I'm only 28 and I still don't have a mortgage or a baby, you're fine. Because, you know, even when you have all your shit together, it changes. Yeah, life happens. Changes. That's right. Um, changes. So yeah, the transcontinental sister friends. Sister friends is a term mm-hmm. that you use, and I'm going to say it right now. I feel mildly uncomfortable with, but I oh, makes this is me the new laugh. One I didn't know. I yeah, didn't know only because about. it reminds me of sister wives, and I feel like we are like you know one of a tribe of seven women married to you know Mr. Mormon no husband. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, no, no. But you know, like there's, it. there's a, I've, I've watched a lot of weird TLC shows back in the day or like, you know, it my sister wives or whatever, whatever those mm-hmm. shows were called. Um, so sister friend, but I get it. Um, <laughs> I kind of love that it makes you a little uncomfortable. I'm not going to It makes me a little uncomfortable and it makes me, uh-huh. but I also, I'm like, okay, just lay it in. Um, because it, I think it sums us up well. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. Discussing the art of aging, graging, graging, acefully, because we're, no matter how we do it, we're doing it acefully, we're doing it well, to the best of our abilities, and that's all we can possibly do. So, yeah, um, I look forward to this adventure together. Yeah, you too. And um, um. I think for our next episode, do you want to talk about post-social anxiety? I think that's a great idea. Okay. I get it a lot. <laughs> I get it a lot Getting too. Better. I think a lot of people get it a lot too. Yeah. Um, I think it's a very common uh, theme. And again, we're just trying to like pull back the shower curtain on our little squeamish feelings. <laughs> shower and, and yeah, I don't know. The image, the visual image came to mind. I'm like... It's like, I know you're ready to get out of that tub, <laughs> you gotta come out, but man. you don't want me to see you, but I'm going to see you. It's okay. I've seen it all before. Post-social anxiety. I'm turning the water off. I'm going to pull back the mm-hmm. shower curtain and I got a nice fluffy towel straight out of the dryer. Right out of the dryer. Except now that I live in England, I don't have a clothes dryer. It's a scratchy... <laughs> Hard towel that came off the clothesline. <laughs> or you can give them a really new fluffy one that has a lot of lint that'll stick to their body really Oh, awkwardly. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you wonder yeah. if if it's weird body hair or if it's towel lint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's Gosh, always- of those three options. <laughs> well, you know, that's one thing I do miss about my old house is the washer and dryer was in the bathroom. You could do that really seamlessly. And now it's like other floor through a door. And I'm like, tough to... So if I, when I build my house, I'm going to say, when I build my house someday, I'm going to have the laundry room in the primary bathroom. That's what's going to happen. All right. Um, and you will have a dryer someday. You know what? I'm okay with not having a clothes dryer. Environmentally, they're terrible for the environment. Um, I've gotten used to my system. Uh, you know, uh, washing machines in the kitchen. That's how pretty much everybody's houses is because there are no basements. Um washing machines in the kitchen. One of my friends saw the circular door on a Marco Polo video I sent her. And she was like, mm-hmm. I have never seen a dishwasher with a circular door. And I was like, you're funny if you think I have a dishwasher in this tiny British kitchen. <laughs> so um, I'm the devil with the dryer. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, no, I'm not judging you because I had a great big 
beautiful no, Bosch dryer at home that was massive. It was one of those big, you know, like I had eight children dryers. It was wonderful. I miss it. Yeah. And you could just throw the kid in the dryer. It's fine. I mean, yes, it's fine. Um, it lasted <laughs> a long time anyway, fine. but yeah, but I just, you know, and now I got my system down and if it's not raining, which doesn't happen as often in the summer, you hang it on the line. It's done in a couple hours. And then if, or you got the clothing racks, which they call a maiden, which I take issue with because it's like, here, bitch, hold my clothes. Um, Ah! it's a very, right. Like it's such a gross misogynistic term to a maiden. A maiden. Yeah. You want a virginal clothing rack. What the fuck is, I'm sorry. Gross. Put it on the maiden. No, sorry. Go ahead. You had, you had a nice system for drying your clothes here too. So that is something that you did before, even when you had a dryer, you did it here. So you've been environmentally conscious for a very long time. Um, so yeah, post-social anxiety is real. Um, it has been crippling at parts mm-hmm. of my life um, to the point where I had to drop out of college mm-hmm. uh, due to it. So this is um, a really important topic for me um and also being like another thing of like you know post-social anxiety in a sober era of my life you know Mm -hmm. I don't drink alcohol I know you don't really drink that often um but I think I coped a lot for a long time by you know the social lubricant of alcohol and um you know sitting with that as well you know um so yeah, I think that'll be a good topic. I can talk about how I talked my uh, the the ear off of my CEO while doing karaoke at a bonfire two nights ago, um, and the social anxiety of that after that of making <laughs> yourself vulnerable. He's like, really? I'm just trying to listen to Sweet Caroline. Could you not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of requests for Piano Man by Billy Joel, which is oh, Billy Joel, of course, totally my jam. Um, <laughs> So yeah, post post social anxiety, I think will be a good a good a good topic to uh, move on into in the next episode of Graging Acefully as we navigate these waters of being human and all the shit and and uh, my appreciation for you as a human for doing this with me too. So thanks. Yeah. Right back at you. And um, I promise in future episodes, we will not be so openly gushy about each other. We just had to get it out of the way. I don't know. I I can't promise. No, I was like, like, really? You're going to promise that? Okay. I don't know. I mean, it just may be weird. They're like, oh, look at them complimenting each other again. Like they're going to be like, (laughs) send a Hallmark card, ladies, move on. I don't know. I can solemnly swear that there's going to be stuff that Amanda and I do not agree on. And we'll talk. Interesting. That's exciting. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. So post-social anxiety coming at you next. Can't say when, because I don't really have a method down yet, but we hope to soon. This is the pilot. Should we create an Instagram account for this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this is the pilot ship headed out of the bay. Um, and we are going to Did see. Did you say pilot? Pilot ship? Pilot ship. Instead of pirate, it's like pilot, like first time. Yeah, you, was that inte- I know. Was it intentional? No. You know oh, I mean? it was, it was very, I was like, wow, that's witty, but it was an accident. Yeah, it's the pilot ship. It's the pilot ship that's leaving <laughs> like, the bay. Wow. That leadership workshop you went to really made an impact. Hey girl. Hey, I'm working it, working it. <laughs> you know me. I like, 
I, I don't know, I fuck up good. enneagrams and not enneagrams analogies and proverbs <laughs> poverty pro, proverbs and idioms proverbs the idiom any idiom uh, you know um, how people do. They mess up proverbs. It's, it's you know the postmenopausal brain. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <Proverbs>. <laughs> Would those be biblical proverbs or like Ben Franklin proverbs? All the price of peas in China. I don't know. That's right. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. Pilot ship. This is our pilot ship. This now. is our pilot ship. <laughs> the SS graging acefully. Okay. Has left okay. the port and we are going to raise our flag high. Uh, please tell your friends um, because um, we'd like. Or to, your enemies. Uh, oh, just be nice <laughs> to us because we have post social anxiety. <laughs> and I don't fancy scared. waking up at three in the morning going, wait, what did I say? Damn it. Um, yeah. If, if you have something to say, say it kindly. Like or this don't is say a space. It at all. We're, like we're don't say it. Like move on. Like, if, like if the proverb you, says. On. I don't think that's a proverb. It's like a the proverb. Golden like, like rule. The yeah. Oh man, the gold. We can talk. About, we can do a whole thing about the golden rule. Is don't, there a, like an actual golden rule? Well, the golden rule is treat others as you would like to be treated. Oh, okay. Yes, but do that. That please. is kind of. False but some people like because... to be treated poorly, don't they? And I don't. I don't. Well, yeah, like and that. it's like, why are you creating yourself as the center of? that exchange rather than treat people the way they want to be treated like that's ah. I, think, I think I think they're calling it the platinum rule now of like and I think it comes down to when you have people who want to go by different pronouns or this that and the other of like oh well why do I need to do that it's like well the, the the platinum rule is treat others as they would like to be treated you know because I think it's kind of an assumption like you know I think that's also like be kind be you know but yeah 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 I like it. So yeah, treat others the way they want to be treated. Yes. And I'm going to say right now, we want to be treated with kindness. And if you don't mm-hmm. like what we have to say. Move on. That's um, okay. Move on. That, spare, I'm not going to apologize. No. Yeah. Or just spare yourself. Move on. Yeah, don't, you have don't better things to do even than typing to type out nasty to messages. Yeah, Take your dog for a walk. Or do whatever you want to do. Go, you know, I'm sure there's someone who, you know, would love your feedback, but we're not one of them. No, we're not. Okay. I got, I got okay. back in my life. And we are <laughs> going to be the duck that it rolls off our back. If it's something that, you know, we feel like we should look at, you know, at least say it kindly, but, um, I would like to be called in and not called out. That's something. Um, if you have something that you feel we misstepped on, uh, we, we kind of, you know, have a learning opportunity, please um, call us in to educate us. Don't call us out to shame us. That is, you know, something I would really like uh, because I am the first person who is open to learning and growing and understanding, like maybe if my language is off or um, if I did something that is potentially offensive, hey, let me know. Let us know because we don't, we're not here to offend, but we are 47 and, and 49. And 49. And, and, and times are different. I mean, it, like, have you watched the movie Heathers? You know, Again, I never did watch it because you know why? Because I was so, so punk rock. Preachy. I refused to watch any oh, movies, I even loved, punk rock movies. I I'm loved Christian Slater growing up. And so like leaning the cube <laughs> and like, um, Heathers, um, 
And I remember my kids were teenagers and I went to put in Heather's and we made it through about 15 minutes. And I was like, this is so cringeworthy. I can't continue. Like the rape culture, the, it was, it was, and my kids were both like, you liked this movie? And I was like, this shit was normalized. I know. I had a similar incident with 16 Candles and I was like, oh my God. Oh yeah. No, it's terrible. When we watched it on the, in your backyard against the garage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where there was like they were saying like fuck out of the block or whatever or what 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 it like something happened. Like there was like a nudity and it was like it was this was another conversation we had that day. Sixteen candles was rated PG and there was swearing and also some sort of nudity. Oh, lots of boobies. And then there was he got the pretty uh the pretty popular girl drunk. Yes. And had sex. Got her panties. Yeah. Yes. And, um, and then we had a discussion that night of like, isn't it so messed up because we had our kids out watching it too. Um, yeah, but they were, they were like playing with, they were older shit in here. Yeah. They were not, well, they were just yeah. like watching it really so much. Yeah. And so we watched 16 candles. Look at me and then... denying any culpability <laughs> like, for my poor parenting. Um, I'm just saying they didn't really watch much of it. Right. And then, <laughs> and then to go and realize that movie is PG. I don't know what year it came out. But it was way before 86. the birdcage came out mm. that was rated R due to gay the content. Bird cage. I think it was rated movies. rated R due to due to gay con like, you know, gay Mercy. queer content. And I was like And this is why we rage. <laughs> and this is why we rage. This is why we're here to to just discuss things in the universe and and yeah. Um I appreciate you. I appreciate you. All right. We um, will, so uh, one more thing. Tangents. Oh, I'm sorry. No, one, one more tangent. <laughs> How are we going to close this off of um, a, oh, wait, a right. book, you're right. book show or movie or music Rec. that yep. you're, you're digging right now? So what is your, what, what's your digging right now? What are you digging? I'm, I'm really digging American Gothic writing uh, a la Shirley Jackson. Um, you know, she wrote the lottery they're like probably most well-known uh i don't know who she is story. You know, okay. oh my god you got it. i'm sorry it, oh, it's good it's fucking it, it's weird uh it's really good Man, mandy's a reader i i want to be a reader so mandy's gonna send me some stuff i'm gonna anyway yeah i'm into shirley hey. shirley jackson's amazing and uh what did i uh is it we lived in the castle i just read that book and now i'm uh, reading hangs a man so these books are like written in the fifties and she's wow. pretty amazing because she's a, a, a very, she was married to a professor um, who had lots of extra marital affairs with the students. She had, she had three children, four children. Sadly, she kind of became an alcoholic and died at the age of 49. Hey, Hey, uh, yeah. 49 here. Um, but um, she was an incredible writer like just the way she can turn a sentence, um, her descriptions are incredible. Uh, I relate a lot to like her weird sentences and how she writes her characters. I'm like, oh, that was kind of how I was when I was like 12 and weird and friendless. (laughs) So I'm digging Shirley Jackson. Um, So that's what I'm doing these days. And uh, we also talked about food that we're enjoying lately. Um, I'm, I'm eating a lot of hummus that's been true for the last 10 years, uh, not change, but I, <laughs> I've been making different hummuses using things other than chickpeas. So mm. how exciting is my life? 
I'm playing with legumes. <laughs> Fun with legumes. Yeah. How about you? Any uh, book, movie, show, uh, pamphlet recommendations? <laughs> label that you read that's under the sink while you're on the toilet do you remember the movie airplane yeah and the stewardess comes by they called them stewardesses back then and she asked the old woman would you would you like anything to read and she says oh just something light light reading dear and she gives her like a postcard out of like the magazine you know like just like the, light reading. like the subscribe postcard the subscribe the page <laughs> yeah i remember being bored up north and um, at our cottage, because I had three boy cousins and my or two boy cousins and my brother, they were all older, so I was bored a lot. And I just remember being in the bathroom and reading the tampon box for years, even before I got my period. And so, like, trying I was to, like, I'm gonna read to... these instructions. It, it still I'm made no sense. Maybe yeah, I was like, I, I this might happen someday. That was <laughs> that was the extent of my period preparation. <laughs> um, my my menstrual my menstrual cycle preparation. Um, Wait, you didn't have a, a red tent party? No. Back in the 80s? I got my period the first day of a two-week horse camp when I was 11. Okay, this is, save that for another episode. Go. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> so what am I digging right now? I am digging uh, a show called The Sinner on Netflix. Um, I got through the first season. I've just started the second season. And I, I, I don't usually watch like mystery, you know, murder stuff like this. Um, but it was recommended and I, and what got me was someone saying like, oh, well, it's just the detective that there's this murder and it's like, you know, what happened, you know, they did it. And then there's this investigator that has his own stuff going on. And he's just, he just is like, well, why, but why? Like he wants to get down to the root of things and, and where things like so easily in our, 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 our judicial system, it can be like, oh, well, crime, committer, done, send him to jail. Instead of really getting into um, the humanity of what causes people to do such things. Like what is the background story? Um, and it's That's just- our jam. Tell it me is your story. So well Tell me your story. Like, what is the background? Let's dig deep into it. And sometimes it takes a while. Um, And it's like sometimes uncovering trauma or what it's just so well done. And um, the first season was on point. Um, So the center and then food wise, it's super funny because my food has been all over the place lately with the kids home for two weeks and work stuff. I've been really off my jam. I have pretty, you know, uh, I have a certain diet. I, I, I don't want to should myself, but optimally recommended to me by my, you know, Chinese doctor that I trusted my life with the second time I got cancer. And so trying to get back on track with that diet. Um, but one of my go-tos, um, has been, uh, taking my nut butter, (laughs) and mixing it with honey and eating it with rice cakes. Um, that has been like my little sweet tooth jam lately of like walking around my house. Um, Cause I could probably get into a whole other story, oh but gosh. like being divorced and empty nesting and not knowing how to grocery shop or cook for yourself. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm laughing just- at the sad little rice cake girl. Well, I know that I know Kate like the- eats like no sugar and I'm just like, 
Fuck, that is the saddest description of something joyful. A little well, nut butter and honey right and a dried yeah. rice yeah. cake. Also, and yeah, like, I like, ate a pan of brownies. Uh, yeah, yeah, because you're you're like the carb bake, 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 pancake, rice queen. Um, but yeah, my friend also gave me a really great recipe that I'd like to do up again, but not with black eyed peas. My son has banned me from um, eating black eyed peas because they have a certain effect on me that affects people around me. Um, but it's it's this African dish that her husband's from Africa. So I had to make a dish for work for this Olympics event we did. And she gave me this, this recipe and she's like, oh, this is the core of anything. You can add beans and you can add whatever. So I want to try it again with like vegetables and legumes. Um, so yeah, getting recipes from people. I'm looking forward to, you know, my son is out of the house now down in Detroit in his own apartment and my daughter is going to be leaving soon. So having some quiet time to be able to like sit and cook with recipes again and be mindful about my eating. But for now, nut butter and honey mixed up with a rice cake has been um, my snack lately. Do you know if I was in your kitchen, I was like, you know, I want something a little sweet. And you handed me a rice cake with honey and nut butter. I would be like, Girl, where's your pancake? I'm gonna make some pancakes. Is this a joke? Is this a joke? Where's your flour? <laughs> oh, that you don't have any. I do have flour because um, I live with Ella. Is, okay. So. I'd be like, Ella, I'm going to eat, I'm going to make carbs. Um I'm going to make carbs. I respect your rice cake, sort of. I mean, it well, makes you me laugh, but you and Ella can um roll your eyes on uh my 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 cooking. I know, I know, I know. I take your health seriously, but um, that is seriously a sad description of a treat. Super funny, though. Um, well, it, it's also creating the like, um, like figs and pecans taste like uh, fig Newton, and um, you know, what um, dates, um, dates and walnuts is like. Let me tell you uh, something because look, I, uh, my, okay, like I have not, you know, I've been vegan for five years, and and I know, like, and I don't eat meat substitutes because they taste yeah yucky, you know, yeah. and you they're know, weird. And also meat makes me like, I've always been weirded out by meat. So I don't like, oh, I miss bacon. Like I don't, but I do recognize when like, if I, you know, we're out and I have like a vegan pizza slice somewhere, um, you know, and Greg's like, well, you know, how is it? Because it's vegan cheese or whatever. And I'm like, well, you know, and then I have to remind myself, I've not eaten cheese in five years. It probably tastes like shit, but it's been so long. I'm like, it's cheese. Like, you know, I feel like you, you're, you've been at your thing long enough where you're like convinced, like, oh, this fig and this pecan chewed up into a pulp into my mouth is like, oh, is that a Nabisco fig, Newton? It's like the Keebler elves are right here on the porch. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's just been that long. And we're sad olding women with terrible digestion. Okay. We got to wrap this up. Um, we got to wrap this up because, um, and also, you know, if, if, if y'all, if anyone has any questions for us, just let us know kindly. <laughs> <laughs> just please be nice. Please be nice. Okay. Um, I'll see you next time, Kate. See you next time. Love you. All honey. right. Bye. Love you. Bye.